2: Is the world more peaceful since the
3: revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession.
2: said you were coming they said you were the best in the parsec
3: would you agree The Mandalorian. Look outside. They're waiting for you.
4: I'm Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. And we are consuming a new piece of Star Wars
0: media every week and breaking it down. We've basically (laughs) seen everything there is. I mean, we have seen a lot of stuff at this point and we've passed many tests. We have have aced many quizzes. I'm truly like, we're experts, but whatever. Yeah, we're trying to get in that
4: new Star Wars movie directed by... A man whose name I don't dare say out loud because I don't know how to pronounce it. Taika Waititi.
0: Is that how you say it? Okay. I got a nod over here. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to ride with that. Um, Yeah. We want to be in the movie, sir. So please let us in the movie, please. Yeah, please. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So it's baby Yoda time, which I I couldn't be happier about it. Honestly, I've been waiting for this day Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, on today's episode, we're diving into Star Wars first live action series, The Mandalorian. And we watched um, the first three episodes of season one. and We're going to talk about that today. So if you're still new to the series, there may be some spoilers leading up to that point. But, um, you know, not what? our fault. I, I don't know what to tell you. If you like Star Wars, you should have been watched it. I mean, we've been spoiling stuff for the last um, <laughs> however many episodes. So we spoil everything. Um, But watch the first three. I'm excited. I'm excited about our guests today. One is a writer and comedian who starred on Amazon's The Tick series and the other is a film critic and writer for The Atlantic. And together they co-host the very funny Blank Check podcast where they review directors complete filmographies episode to episode Welcome to the show, Griffin Newman and David Sims.
5: Hello. Hi.
4: Hi. Thank you so much for being here.
5: As, as you said, it's Baby Yoda time. And your <laughs> producer, Mars, uh, kindly uh, sent us a couple options of like things you were going to be covering and let us choose. And I think David and I both agreed the thing we would most like to be witness to... <laughs> 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 is is the two of you meeting baby Yoda for the first time. Right, the Your initial, initial thoughts. baby Yoda oh, wave. That God. felt like the most exciting cuz I feel like the journey of this podcast has sort of unknowingly been the two of you getting to the point where you get to meet <laughs> baby Yoda.
4: <laughs> yeah, cuz baby Yoda is so cute. My jaw was on the floor.
5: When Baby Yoda appeared. I screamed. It it feels like judging by everything, listening to your episodes, everything you've liked in Star Wars and everything you've disliked in Star <laughs> right, Wars. Baby Yoda is right there perfect. at the, the farthest end oh. of the it's, like skeptic. It's, scape- it's uh-huh. almost like the focus group result <laughs> retroactively <laughs> of everything you want. Did
2: you know? Like how much did you know you were in for with Baby Yoda? I assume you knew Baby Yoda existed.
4: Yeah. I knew Baby Yoda existed. I thought mm-hmm. Baby Yoda made appearances. I didn't know Baby Yoda was number two on the call sheet. Same. He's the thing.
0: Same. Didn't yeah. know it. I didn't know. And also, mm-hmm. like, I feel like we've seen, it's the same as, like, our experience with all of Star Wars, I think, where, like, we saw memes. We knew, like, general mm-hmm. culture points about them or whatever, like, references. And Baby Yoda was the only thing that made it through from the Mandalorian <laughs> to us, I think, and in our yes. in our bubble. And I've been excited about it. I've like wanted merch. We bought some shirts on Instagram that have baby Yoda <laughs> in the pocket. And
3: yes.
0: <laughs> The quality when, like, is
2: questionable. Out of the pocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, that's
5: okay. kind of I like that. Yeah, that's cute. It's cute. That's I, cute. I, I like I like a meta shirt like that that it, incorporates his the pocket. <laughs> his, <laughs> yes. his portability is very crucial it's to a, his cuteness. A key feature. <laughs>
0: Nicole, we haven't talked about these shirts because the I mean they are from an Instagram ad and the pocket they is are. drawn on the
4: pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pocket is drawn on. There are no natural fibers in this <laughs>
5: shirt. It is all.
0: If you walk near a, <laughs> a stove, you will blow up. You're just
4: going to go up in flames.
0: Yeah.
5: I need to walk back my previous statement. I hate this. There's nothing I dislike more than a liar's pocket. Yep. It's a liar.
2: I've also Googled, I Googled like Baby Yoda pocket shirt just to try and find it. There are one million versions of this. It is crazy yes. how yes. many kinds there are.
4: This company was called like,
0: Shirts for her.
3: Yeah. Or something oh.
0: real. And it took like, it took a really long time to arrive. Yes, so and long. when it arrived I was like, What is this? And then it was like <laughs> with this shirt and I was like
3: hmm.
2: Questionable. And you know when you like order some weird merch and then it arrives and it like smells like vinegar? You're like, wait,
0: what is <laughs> yep. what,
2: what, what, where did this?
0: Oh come my god. From? My best one was I ordered an Instagram I, I was fooled by an Instagram ad over Christmas for this giant seal pillow that was like huggable, squishy, big thing. And it arrived in the mail and was thirteen centimeters. Big. oh boy it was oh the boy. smallest thing i've ever seen in my life i was like so pissed and it was a carnival toy it was not at all what was advertised to me and i paid 26
4: it was like a claw it.
5: machine yeah, yeah. that's toy. Yeah. so funny yeah
0: that's like the
4: toilet paper scams going on now on amazon what is happening yes. you're paying 90 dollars, and it takes hmm. two months for miniature toilet paper to arrive it gets to you and it's so tiny. Wait. A yeah. friend what? of ours, I'll tell you who later. <laughs> but she ordered it. And then she took a picture next to real toilet paper for scale. It's
0: very funny. That's
4: so there are a lot dumb. of people
5: who get tricked with that too, with like buying furniture. They're like, I can't believe this chaise lounge only costs fifteen dollars. Oh my
3: god, I know. <laughs>
5: you gotta think <laughs> and it's like for Polly Pocket <laughs> there are two tricks like that the, my, th- there's that one which is you're actually buying the dollhouse version of what you think mm-hmm. you're getting mm-hmm. and the second one which I like even more is you're buying a mouse pad with the image of the product printed this on it this
0: is like I think Emily Heller Emily had it yes that was just foam with yes. a picture of a mat on it it was like a yes. picture of grass or whatever like it was like yes. it looked so like okay. it would be like you could rub your feet on it and it was just a drawing oh.
5: I I just it made think me that less so psychotic. Can I say it, it's weird because like the timing is weird. It's not a Christmas season. We're in May, uh, but I feel like there's like a I tickle truly me didn't Elmo. I know what you were
0: talking. I was like, we are. I had no <laughs> idea what
5: month it was.
0: <laughs> right now, it is currently
5: May. Wow. Okay. I, I did look out the like-
4: window and I was like, I don't think it's Christmas. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it is. Who knows? He's probably right. It took so long for official Baby Mo- Yoda merchandise to hit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they were trying to keep it under wraps and make sure that like it didn't leak before the show uh-huh. premiere. So it's taken however many months and I for the last like three weeks trying to find things to occupy my brain have had like four different apps where I have baby Yoda saved for later with notifications for when it goes back and stop.
0: (laughs) I do want
4: (laughs) to get a baby Yoda
5: doll. I'm getting one this week. I think it's finally supposed to come this week. I
4: think I want a baby Yoda doll and Mars our producer sent us on Twitter women. There's like a, a mom Facebook group. Where yes. they dress Baby Yoda up as children. This is
0: our Hothgoss
4: oh. segment.
3: And, oh, is it? And
0: it is amazing. Um, yes, these people will take Baby Yoda dolls and put them into like real baby clothes and prop them up like they're babies. It's truly really scary. <laughs> and I recently came across a whole YouTube world where women have these really lifelike baby dolls and mm. they will treat them like real, real babies and change their diaper on camera. And they'll walk you through their whole day with the baby. And it's it makes me sick. I, I think it's honestly really scary. And Have you seen Servant on Apple TV? No. What is oh, Servant? Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: The M. Night Shyamalan show. It's
0: really creepy. And part of the thing is, I mean, whatever, spoiler, skip, if you don't care or if you care, whatever. But there's a woman who has lost a child and she is given a real-ish baby doll and she takes care of it as if it's her own Baby, as if it never... No, mm -hmm. we can't do this to people. It's not good. So when I see these Baby Yoda dolls, I feel this way because I'm sure they feel really, like, weighted and good, but Mm -hmm. there's something so unsettling about putting a headband on it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. There's also something because... Because he is not... There's some step being taken there. Something doesn't feel good to me. (laughs) Because he is not human, right, Baby Yoda? Mm -hmm. And because... Baby Yoda is a puppet, like is done practically on the show.
4: <gasps> really? Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, that's yes. really so that's cool. That's even better. I didn't Yeah. yeah. When,
5: he, when he moves a ton, like anytime there's a really complicated movement, it's CGI. Mm-hmm. But they try to make the CGI look as much like the puppet as possible. And it's like 95% puppet.
0: That's really good. I love that.
5: And it's two people, right? One is like the ears and the, you know, and then one is like the eyes
2: and the facial expressions. Oh oh my
0: God. Wait, okay, wait. I want to get into all this. I want to back up a little bit because I want to talk Mm. about your podcast. I didn't realize this, that Blank Check started as an in-depth discussion of the Star Wars prequels. Yes. Yes. Tell us about how that started and what that experience
2: was like for you.
5: David Sion.
2: Griffin, do you want to take this? <laughs> sure. I
5: mean, yeah. We, we became friends through going to a movie trivia night together. Yeah. Uh, when we were both in sort of dark periods of our lives and needed something to consume our time and energy. Right. Um, so David was post breakup. I was post uh, getting fired from a TV show. <laughs> and <laughs> we were just like, let's put everything into this trivia night and did it for like over a year and then felt like we need to step away from this. And so we are looking for something to become our new, like, weekly friend activity. And going back and forth, we were, like, brainstorming and had this idea of what if we do a podcast where we pretend that The Phantom Menace is the only Star Wars movie that exists? (laughs) (laughs) Because George Lucas is always so adamant, like, you should watch this one first. This is the order it intended. Right. It's the beginning anyway. George
4: Lucas says that you should start at the beginning.
5: Yeah, he's like, I made them out of order, but, like, this is really the best way to see the story is to see it this way. Wow.
0: You're the first person to tell us that. That you is really interesting. are. Yeah.
4: Because yeah. it would have been so helpful maybe if we did it that way. Well, no, this is.
5: this. I was, don't think so. <laughs> that was the thing.
2: <laughs> I think it'd be way worse. Like, yeah. for
5: us, it was partly a bit, but we were also like, it's an interesting thought yeah. experiment because when people talk about episode one, they talk about it in relation to the original Star Wars. Like, most people saw that film later, after living with Star Wars for so long, that they only, like, view it in sort right. of if, judgmentally what if against... what the baggage
2: it? out? Right, right. Like, like, oh, this is the new Star Wars thing, and I don't like it because I like the old Star Wars Because stuff. if it's what the if first you look part a of a movie?
5: story, right, it should be able to stand on its own. So we thought we might end up liking it more viewing it that way mm-hmm. and in fact i think both of us feel like we like the film more in relation to the original films uh definitely yeah yeah it makes no sense as a movie <laughs> that yeah. is supposed to be the beginning right. of a story Standing <laughs> its own, we were like a this is the beginning of a story b it wasn't successful enough he never made any sequels like that was the mm-hmm. bit
3: yeah it was
5: just it was a failed franchise it was tom cruise's the mummy it was like whatever That's you hilarious. know it's so,
2: griffin it's so annoying that we did that for a whole year Right, and people can listen to so it. It's out there. You can listen to the first episode.
0: episodes of that for a year. Of just we one did movie?
2: Ten, 10 episodes on the Phantom Menace, and then we. Discovered Attack of the Clones, and we did ten more. It was a big. And then one. We discovered <laughs> so, we did the whole
5: prequels, right. Ten episodes each. Oh my gosh! So
0: you were like, oh my god, there's another one. Like, and right. then okay, that's yes. amazing. That's really we
5: would funny. end every tenth episode by going to Google to try to pick a new yeah. movie to cover on the show, and Google films like The Phantom Menace,
3: <laughs> and then we, we would
5: give in- incredible performances as yeah. people who just discovered <laughs> a film that had apparently come out 16 years earlier. Did
0: people think you were serious at all, or was everyone in on it? Or were there some people who responded like, what the
5: fuck? Like, so I, I think it was disproportionately... I, no, most people got the bit, and at that point, not enough people were listening. Occasionally, hmm. we would get one or two angry messages <laughs> <laughs> where they wouldn't know. Those are good times, Griffin. It was it was fun times. But we did, yeah, yeah. We essentially spent a year doing Star Wars in these dumb sort of bits. And then at the end of that year, when we wanted to keep the show going, we were like, this kind of became more about George Lucas and trying to figure out what that guy was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so that became the, the show was like, we'll pick a director and go through all of their movies and try to figure out sort of their brain or their career arc in some kind That's of way.
4: That's great. Speaking of George Lucas... Griffin, you did the George Lucas talk show May 4th movie marathon live stream. Yeah. And you dressed up as
0: Watto for 30 hours?
4: For
5: 30 hours. <laughs> the picture be- is really
0: concerning.
5: Thank you. <laughs> Wait, who's Watto? Watto? You've, you've, you've met him. You've met him. Right? You've no, met he was, you hey, guys have dealt He was one. like
0: a Jewish stereotype in that yeah. one. Oh, he's
4: yeah. the one who, He's the one who owns, who owns Anakin, Anakin. Okay. the slave owner.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Right. So I I always really related to Watto in retrospect because he was the character that was offensive to my people. <laughs> oh, but I think I, I didn't get that at the time. I thought you <laughs> know like
4: cuz I own people. Right, cuz I own people.
5: <laughs> um but but I uh a lot of our podcast became about Watto and stemmed out of me tweeting about Watto. Mm-hmm. Um And then Distin used to play Sean Distin, the great Sean Distin, used to play Jar Jar Binks on the George Lucas talk show. Mm -hmm. And then when he moved to L.A., I begged Connor to let me start doing it (laughs) (laughs) as Watto. So I've been doing Watto at the live show for like three or four years. And then I just did it for for 30 straight hours. And now we're going to keep doing it every Sunday for the foreseeable future doing a live stream.
0: And to be clear,
5: your water costume is like a body stocking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's describe it just a little bit. You
5: have on a blue, bright blue body stocking. It's um, like a morph suit that's supposed to cover your (laughs) face and I wear it backwards so that Mm -hmm. I can unzip Mm -hmm. it just down to my and my you have chin an elephant nose i'm going
0: to link a photo in the episode
4: description okay, yeah. so
5: fans can see because it is a crazy costume i have <laughs> an elephant nose spray painted blue mm-hmm. i have child's pixie wings i have a little vest that i lace up and then a fanny pack and i wear a yamaka
0: and you seem yes. to have shoved Perfect. a pillow in there or something yes yes i shove <laughs> a pillow in
5: there so i have a little gut uh, but it's a horrible character and uh, a horrible stereotype That's and so he funny. now exists as sort of like my my id
0: wait so what's the live stream every week gonna be
5: not 30 hours uh, great question no uh, <laughs> it is going to be uh, four, 4 to 5 hours every week of course the only way to naturally follow up live streaming every four Star to Wars to five movie
4: hours? that's a long
5: time Just, just Nicole just get, get ready. ready for this bullshit I'm
0: already tired 4 oh, to no, 5 hours? and what are you watching
5: every week we are watching one entire season of Arliss
0: <laughs> Arliss? Arliss. You're a psycho. I love this.
5: <laughs> yeah. So we're doing all seven seasons of Arliss, one week at a time, in characters George Lucas and Lotto.
0: I don't even know what Arliss is. That's that weird show that was on what, HBO? HBO. Or? HBO.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It was like an
2: early HBO show where people were like, what is this? No one's ever seen this show, but and anyone who loved it loved it.
0: Nicole, the two S's are dollar signs. No, yeah. for
5: what? This is wild. Money! He, it's Sandra a comedy money. about a sports agent. <laughs> for what money? It's a post Jerry Maguire HBO half hour sitcom. Who, starring what's the Robert name of the Will. guy? Yes, there we go. Yeah. Robert Wool, oh, he like Sandra has a cigar. O? Sandra O Sandra O was yeah. on
2: Amanda it. Michael Bokeman.
5: <gasps> yeah. Amanda Alan Alan Thicke? Thick? The amount of people who are on one episode of Our list is <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, did Robert Wool did he
2: just like have blackmail material on everything? I, so. I feel
5: like he could just call everyone in for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> we should talk about the Mandalorian. We yeah. Okay, sure. so the
0: Mandalorian released in November 2019 on Disney Plus, and written by Jon Favreau, which I didn't know. Who is realize. a
2: Marvel man? Yeah, but Marvel is Disney. Yes,
0: but I think of him as a comedian. Like I think of him as like a comedy guy, kind of or like actor. He wrote like,
5: Swingers, right? He wrote swingers, right? And then his big breakout movie as a director was Elf. Right? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He wrote Swingers, and then he sort of like later would say like I kind of co-directed Swingers. So then he Mm -hmm. made Made. That was him and Vince Vaughn again to sort of try to like recapture the Swingers thing. And Diddy. Don't forget Diddy. And Diddy, Diddy's in it too. And did he?
4: That's what I thought. (laughs) And did he? Wait, who's Diddy? P Diddy? No, P Diddy. He's in Made. He's in the movie Made. Oh, wait, really?
2: I don't know. He was probably. Puff Daddy still at that point. I can't remember mm. the name. Or maybe changed.
4: Sean Puffy Combs. Yeah. Or Puff. You know. I remember he he when he,
2: he went from P Diddy to Diddy because he said the P was getting in between him and his fans. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually said that.
4: What? That's so that's stupid. very funny. <laughs> yep. I wish I was that like not self-involved, but like cared that much about my name to be like I'm now N Diddy or Nicky Nick nasty Nicky. I don't know. You could be N Biddy.
5: <laughs> <laughs> this is what i find interesting about john favreau's involvement in mandalorian uh he does the first two iron man movies so he does like mm-hmm. the first two marvel movies out of all of them before disney even buys marvel and he campaigned really hard to direct avengers and didn't but mm-hmm. he still gets money every time iron man's in a movie so he's just made ungodly oh, amounts of money. Wow. So Shit, much money. That's wild. Because he made the first one. Because he created the character. Well, yeah.
4: Wait, that's so wild. That what a you deal. like a perpetual know.
5: executive producer credit on any Iron Man thing.
4: That's a fucking cool ass right. deal.
5: Right. Sure. The only other Marvel director who I think has that is James Gunn with the Guardian movies. Like, if Groot oh. is in a movie, he gets a little more money. I wow. think they both had good agents, and both of those movies looked like not very valuable at the time, Mm -hmm. like they were lesser characters. So he's just on this insane Marvel drip. and then he it didn't get pushed out, but like people didn't like Iron Man 2. He didn't get to direct Avengers, whatever. When Disney bought Star Wars, he was like thirsty on Maine, Mm. constantly posting (laughs) things on Twitter and Instagram. Asking Drake to murder her vagina. He he was asking Lucasfilm to murder his pussy. Like he was. (laughs) He was. He was constantly Posting things, just being like, loving all the support from my fans. Hopefully, I'll get the Lucasfilm meeting soon for wow. a guy who had directed Blockbuster. You know, and right. then bombs me the
4: fuck out. Cause like, when do you have to stop begging for shit? But this yeah. is
5: what's cool.
3: It's to so me, crazy.
5: This says a lot about his character. Okay, they don't hire him to make any of the main films. He goes to Lucasfilm and is like, "I would like to help you make a live action TV show." He directs none of the episodes. He just wrote it. He wrote almost wow. all of them. And he was like I just kind of want to be the showrunner. I want to write this. I really just want to do anything within the Star Wars universe. Cuz he was
2: I believe when they were directing it, right? He was busy making The Lion King, right? So yeah. he couldn't he mm. couldn't work on the mm. sets really, but he was he wrote it all. He's a big dork yeah. who likes Star Wars and wanted to write a show with a baby Yoda.
5: Yeah, he was like <laughs> I'll I'll do he anything has, I can. So
0: Baby Yoda is his idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a Brilliant. genius. Yeah. And he has such a wide range. Like he's done things that are just so different from each other. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested in this. I love that he invented baby Yoda. Absolutely. He's a hero. (laughs) Okay, so the Mandalorian is oh, is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So it's between Episode six of The Return of the Jedi and Episode seven, The this Force Awakens. So mm-hmm. I didn't Wait, understand what? that. I didn't understand yes. that. Let me just. Uh, the series depicts a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Okay, I didn't. I didn't get that. Me either.
3: Right.
2: <laughs> that this is like post Jedi, Emperor's dead. There's still stormtroopers, but they're kind of just like, you know, they're they're not official anymore, right? They're kind of, you know, everything's just sort of falling apart.
5: The reason all the stormtroopers look kind of dirty and busted is because, like, technically the Empire has been canceled. Mm -hmm. So they're all just, like, used Stormtrooper armor that they can't wash anymore.
2: Right. The Stormtrooper laundries are closed, I Mm. guess. So this is before
4: Snooki comes. Exactly.
5: Okay. So this is, it's between... This is (laughs) pre-Snooki. Right. It's between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, but it's much closer to Return of the Jedi. Like, this is, like, a couple years after Return of the Jedi. The Ewoks have won... Mm-hmm. The bad guys mm-hmm. are dead, and all okay. their sort of underlings are now just kind of like Nazis well, hanging do do out. Now? In yeah, right. Yeah. right. Oh, okay. So it's chaotic, right? When he meets with Werner Herzog, and everyone's like. How dare you meet with like someone from the Empire? And he's like, the Empire doesn't exist anymore. This is a guy who's just still wearing his old uniform. Mm-hmm. But that's
2: when he, he's supposed to be like the guy who's like, look, the Empire ups and downs, but the trains ran on time. Like he's supposed to be someone who is nostalgic for the Empire, Werner Hurts.
5: Okay. He's like Sean Spicer leaving the Trump administration okay. and trying to be like, look, I can like <laughs> make jokes about it.
0: I loved how this looked. First of all, I just want to yes. say.
5: When it it started, I was like,
0: I'm in. I even just like how the Star Wars logo looked. They had kind of a rainbow effect to it. I -hmm. thought it was very cool looking and I liked how real everything feels. I didn't know that that was going to be what this was like. So that was kind of a nice surprise, especially because I had just accidentally watched Mm -hmm. the Clone Wars or before this. And so I was like, (laughs) Uh this was a gift to my eyes or what was it? Clone Wars. Yeah. Is that what I watched? Yeah. yeah, Okay. yeah. Yeah. Did you like the first episode, Lauren? Like is such a strange term to use in this podcast because <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a hard time because I think, yes, like ultimately I was kind of like, this is my favorite, mm-hmm. but I still was like, I can't pay attention. I don't know who it yes. is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, it's yes. really hard for me to focus on this Yes. I was like,
4: the first episode's also
2: slow. It's yeah. too
4: slow. Also, I was like, is he a Bobo Fett? Is That's he a Bobo? Is he a Bobo Jamba? J- no, Bob, J- Who's the other Bobo? Bobo Django. Bobo's? Django Fett.
2: <laughs> Django Fett, right. Django. Yeah. Is Bobo it a Django Fett? <laughs> no, because I reviewed this show when it debuted, and they only gave, they didn't, I think, I guess they gave us the first episode, like that, and that was it. And I watched it, and yeah, you have Baby Yoda right at the end, and you're like, oh, well, that's mm-hmm. intriguing. But everything else, I was like, man, it seems like they're stretching this out yes. to be like TV length, and I don't know, there's not a lot here, like, i It looked really slick, but I until baby Yoda really took hold and like the point of the show became clearer i was I was not like convinced it was gonna work.
4: yes mm-hmm. this was like the the uh, a new hope a half hour of the gig old man and the little trash can in the de- <laughs> in the desert for a half hour. Why this was like okay, so I don't know if this is a Django or a boba for like. 25 minutes. And then we saw baby Yoda and I screamed and I said, I'm in.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, they got us at the end. I'm going to read the synopsis of this first episode, Mm -hmm. just so I can understand what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, a Mandalorian bounty hunter tracks a target for a well-paying mysterious client. He travels to the desert planet Arvala seven and meets a native named Kuil, who wants to help him so that he can be rid of the criminals and mercenaries who now inhabit the area. The Mandalorian is forced to team up with bounty droid IG Eleven. They manage mm-hmm. to clear the entire facility of guards and discover that the bounty is Baby Yoda, or otherwise known as the Child. IG Eleven plans to kill it, but the Mandalorian blasts the droid to protect the baby and his bounty. Oh, I liked that part where that droid yes. came in and he was like about to shoot Yoda, mm-hmm. and then right. the guy was like, "Blow!" Yeah. And do you that guys cool. know who
2: the voice of IG Eleven is? No, no. Taika
5: Waititi, who we just oh, mentioned. Okay. Hey, our future employer. Yes, our
4: future boss. yeah, yes. And he
5: he directs the finale of yes. this season, which yeah. is oh. kind of why they hire him to do the next Star Wars movie. Oh. Uh, oh. I, I know it's weird to talk about this as if it's like a different time and place, but eight months ago was very different. Yeah. Uh, no, to say it say the, the same. We live
4: in. I was <laughs> staying inside and I was scared. <laughs>
5: but to, to the point of what David was saying, like they were so under wraps about this show mm-hmm. that no, no one really knew what it was. And At it least was like the, the show
2: that launched Disney
5: Plus. Like right. The first when episode that went rep- up the right. night that Disney Plus launched. So people were staying up until like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. to try to watch this first episode. And no one, like, people didn't know like, is it an hour long? Is it half an hour long? Yeah, right, oh. right. We knew nothing. We just knew it was about a Mandalorian. Right. There was like one trailer with almost no dialogue. Baby Yoda was totally secret. Mm hmm. And so. We knew there was a twist. They kept saying there was a twist. Right. And David and I are very much on the same page, which is, like, all the deep lore of Star Wars is window dressing for us. Like, that's the sort of stuff that, like, you can dip into that if you want to. Clone Wars, for me, I've always had a hard time getting into because it feels so deep into the lore. And Mm -hmm. I always like, like, the emotional stories that happen Mm -hmm. in front of all the sort of, like, mythic Mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, when they kept on saying there was a twist, we were like, fuck, is it going to turn out the Mandalorian is like zombie Boba Fett? Is it going to turn out? It's like young Ray? Is it going to turn out? It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. any of the things that for us, it's like expanded Star Wars stuff should be new stories and new characters. Not trying to tie it into the old. Yeah, exactly. Because I I, I don't really care about that. I disagree. I disagree
0: too. We like when it connects to the old stuff.
4: Because it's familiar And then when you don't understand what's happening, truly, for the first 15 minutes of the back three movies, I kept being like, who's him? Who's her? Who are these people? (laughs) And then with the Mandalorian, I was like, who's a Mandalorian? What is it? I still don't Who's a Mandalorian? (laughs) Amanda?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who's Amanda? Who's a Mandalorian? What's she (laughs) doing?
5: (laughs) To some degree, he is a mystery. And that is a a conflict that will run throughout the rest of the season. I will say, I liked this episode a lot more re-watching it now after the whole season has aired, I was similarly kind of confused and underwhelmed by it when it first dropped.
0: Yeah. Well, do you feel like it was an oversight that they, or just a mistake that they had the Baby Yoda stuff not, like, Not released until April. Like, we were looking for Baby Yoda merch like Mm -hmm. months ago and it wasn't coming out until April. And I'm like, that seems crazy. I feel like you could have dropped this before the show and it would have been a hit. Yeah. Yeah.
5: They wanted Baby Yoda to be a surprise within the show, which I think ultimately worked for them because it made the internet explode because everyone got to feel like they were discovering Baby Yoda. Okay. And the problem is, if you make the merchandise in advance, I know too much about merchandise, Mm -hmm. but if you have the merchandise ready before the show drops, That shit'll leak. The internet will always get images of it Mm. six months in advance. Like someone takes a photo in the factory in China. Right. Before Ah. it even gets sent to stores, and then people know the plot.
0: But
4: I would have been, I knew about Baby Yoda so much about baby Yoda but i didn't know anything about the mandalorian and i still truly screamed really loudly when i, I, I saw was baby really Yoda. like <laughs>
0: aghast i was yes. thrilled i was like what it's so cute yeah. and it's cuter than you even think so and like cute. but didn't they not didn't they try to get all the gifts taken off the internet at one point or was,
2: they were trying to control that, it. that yeah but and then i so think dumb. they eventually relented on that because obviously you know, it only helps. Cute. I think. I think of so, course yeah. it only helps. He became a cultural figure. He's a little puppet of a Yoda, right? Like, and it, and he actually became like a cultural icon of the year.
0: Well, and I mean, this is one of the things that the big complaints about Quibi is that you can't screenshot and share yeah. it online. Yes. So, like, right. being able to share Baby Yoda is half of what made me want to mm-hmm. watch
5: this. I wouldn't have cared. You know, they backed off of it and and sort of learned their lesson pretty quickly. But I I think there is. It's like this. The Mandalorian, the first episode is kind of like edging you for as long as possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sort of like purposefully confusing. I think I liked it more rewatching it now because a lot of the things set up here do come back into play later in like a fun way.
2: When when I was initially watching, I'm like, where is this going? But this is a pretty structured show and everyone you're
5: meeting is going to matter and it's all going to tie in mm. nicely. Like it's a, it's a nicely structured little show. This is the thing I like the most about Mandalorian without preloading your expectations. But I think you've probably seen this having watched three episodes now. The episodes are kind of standalone. Like mm-hmm. the biggest through line is just he won't stop taking care of this kid. You know, Mm -hmm. which is so sweet. It's
0: like three men and a baby. Right. Like, it's just like, what? hat we have this baby? Now we got to figure it out.
5: It's one mask (laughs) and a baby. And like (laughs) every episode, he sort of goes on like a new job, meets some new people, goes to a new planet. And the through line is just his relationship with this kid. And so a lot of the stuff in the first episode, you're like, am, am I supposed to understand this? Does this matter? Mm-hmm. Like, am I right. supposed to be excited by this? And it's not until the final scene where you're like, oh, this is the actual show. This is the only thing I really need to track. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those characters in the pilot later come back and become characters you care about who are funny.
0: Yeah.
4: The, wait, I have Nicole. a question. Yeah, go ahead. Why doesn't the Mandalorian take off his helmet? Like, does he not shower? Also... The baby Yoda really reminded me of the baby in Men in Black. Do you know what scene yes, I'm talking about? baby. <laughs> yes, of course. I've never
0: seen Men in Black.
3: <gasps> oh, Lauren,
2: oh, it's, gr- oh, it's a great show.
4: I mean, great I show, great
2: movie.
0: Love Men in Black,
4: Men in Black Two. I don't really okay. count it as part of canon. No. Um, I'll watch it. Men in Black Three. I sobbed in the movie theater. Wow,
2: <laughs> Men in Black Three. Texas lo- Griffin. We have to do Men in Black on our. I podcast. know it's of yeah. uh, it to. holds
5: up. It's a great film. Ooh, should have won Oscars. The, we've talked about this too often, in too many different places. But the mm. moment that really solidified our friendship, David and I, mm-hmm. was one night we got drunk. and at the bar we were at Men in Black 2 was playing on the TV and we were talking about how much we still like resent Men in Black 2 Mm -hmm. and we were like here's the challenge before we leave this bar we need to see if we can fix Men in Black 2 right we're gonna gonna rewrite Men in Black 2 what that sequel should have been wow I think we nailed it I think we nailed it I I can't pitch it because Lauren hasn't seen Men in Black Mm, 1
0: yet (laughs) yeah Okay, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, more about The
1: Mandalorian.
0: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's com slash Wondery. Hey, we're back, and um, we should talk about Chapter 2, The Child. Okay. Do you want to read this? Sure.
4: Upon returning to his ship, the Mandalorian finds a team of Jawas scavenging for parts. With the assistance of Kuali, he bargains with the Jawas to return the ship's part and return for retrieving the egg. After fighting with a mudhorn to collect its its egg, Mandalorian and Kulal I don't
2: say that right, repair the ship, <laughs> how, how, allowing actually, how him is to leave. How, how do you I say it? I made it, is it up. I have is it no
3: Kuiil?
0: No, Kuiil? Oh, wow. It's,
2: it's K-U-I-I-L. Which is not how you spell things.
0: Cool. Cool. I thought the egg was going to be Baby Yoda because he was kind of in an egg. Was that what I Mm -hmm. I was supposed to think?
5: Uh, (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I mean, once again, this is one of those shows where like sometimes they're really playing off of giving you false expectations. Uh And sometimes you're just, of course, reading into everything too much because it's Star Wars. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out if something is important or not.
4: Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of the episode arguing with my roommate John Milheiser. John Milheiser, my roommate, saying that aren't these the sand people that Anakin killed? And he was like, No, Jawas are different than sand people. Yeah. And then I was what? like, But I don't
0: think they are. Wait, and he was like, they, they they Jawas. Are. We we know Jawas. Jawas
5: sold C three PO and R two D two to Luke Skywalker.
0: Jawas what are what John in said, and I said Tatooine. what.
5: Yep. Right, the Jawas—they're about three
2: feet high. They're like a, yes. a few apples high, and they're little like merchanty Hally. people, <laughs> and they like to trade. And then right. Sand people—they're like seven feet tall, but and they're, they're like they got, still
4: hooded and dark, right? They do are they have also hooded and
2: dark. They do not have
5: red eyes. They, they have, have, have of they round, like robot eyes, but they yes. have like mummy bandages,
0: and oh. they
2: go like ur,
0: ur, ur,
4: and
5: they no, like hit we- you with a stick.
0: We saw. I Jawas, was really confused. And we're familiar yes. with them.
4: So yes. we know right. what those are. I was confused. They're both
2: in A New Hope. Okay. They are. But these Jawas have. I, I feel mm. like the, the Jawas in Mandalorian, their robes are black. Like they look right. a little oh, different. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, we no, We were scared of Jawas. They were in A New Hope, weren't they? They were mm-hmm. creepy. Yes. yes. And they're,
5: they're the ones creepy. that Anakin kills when he kills the women yes. and the okay. children okay. and has his yeah. breakdown. I
0: killed them all. The women, yeah. the children. <laughs>
5: He didn't care at all. Jawas <laughs> are like are, they're like the used car salesman species. Right. They were
0: so creepy in this, and I yeah. liked how they. All of the special effects in this are amazing. Like yeah. the costumes, yes. Jawas are amazing. Their their eyes are so creepy, yeah. and and they're just scary. And then when they got the egg, I was oh really happy God. that it was just a big gooey yolk. I thought that
4: was, I right. was fun.
0: So angry,
4: <laughs> I was like, this Mandalorian risked his life
3: right. for he these guys trash. to have a
4: snack. To have goop snack? To have
0: like a go-gurt in an egg. Was, <laughs> that was like that to me felt like very like ewok throwbacky mm-hmm. kind of like, what do they want? Like it was just weird. Yeah. Like that they wanted uh-huh. to eat the egg. I was like, that's fun.
5: I also I feel like Star Wars lives and dies based on how much mystery there is in it. Mm-hmm. Like not the show being a mystery, but the amount of things that go kind of unexplained. Like, that's when yeah. Star Wars is working, where you're like, weird, what's in that egg? And they mm-hmm. don't take that much time explaining it. All you need to know is, like, the egg is the thing they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Star Wars is bad, it's monologues of people explaining everything. Sure. <laughs> right, right. The
2: egg that's is part true. of the sacred, mm-hmm. you know, collection of orbs that's gonna... the man. You know, yeah, you're right. And instead, it's just like, look, they're hungry. The egg is tasty. <laughs> get them an egg. Right. They'll get you your thing.
5: So yeah. I like that, like, the first episode of Mandalorian has a little too much explaining because... It's all the, like, what's the new mission? What's the puck? Who's the suspect? Mm-hmm. You know, right. all that sort of stuff. From here on out, like, I feel like the second episode is them trying to show you how much that's not going to be the formula. Because here's an episode with, like, very little dialogue and mm-hmm. no human faces in it. It's like, Jawas, oh, yeah. animatronic Nick Nulty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mandalorian wearing a helmet and baby Yoda. Yep.
0: I liked that there was no talking. I was like, I love it.
5: Yeah. yeah me too. My
4: favorite part is when baby Yoda was using the force to Ugh. like save him from the the big thing. That was so cute. And then it was so cute. And then he got so tuckered out. He fell
2: right <laughs> asleep. He gets real tuckered out.
5: I screamed. That was really cute. <laughs> but that's also such a good moment of just like, he's a guy who's trying his hardest. Not to fall for Baby Yoda, Mm -hmm. which is tough. How do you turn down that punum, right? Yeah, right. But Baby Yoda to
2: him, it's like an item he's retrieved. He needs to think of it. Yes, Mm -hmm. in a
5: mercenary way. I was trained to just get the mission done. But once Baby Yoda saves his life, uh, it's going to be a little hard. Is there a movie that's because
0: this is like feeling like a very similar, I like just story concept to me, like that of like you have this tough guy and this cute thing, and he has to protect it.
2: I mean, there's a. I mean, I think that Favreau's been. Up front, that he was inspired Lone by Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub, which is like a classic Japanese manga. Can we dork and lots out movies, on you for
5: like a minute here? Yeah.
2: Which is like a, an old, you know, a samurai who's like, you know, tough and scary and a little baby that he walks around with in a little baby carriage.
5: Mm -hmm. It's sort of like one of the great, like, kind of mythic stories in Japanese culture. That's been like a long-running comic book series, and they've made like thirty movies about it. It's been adapted a bunch of times. I feel like
2: you know you have like the road. Like, remember that? You know, like there's a lot of sort of like you know, father and son. Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy, the professional. Right? Yeah. I
4: just watched it. Oh. Right,
2: Nicole. How good is Dick Tracy? What a wild! Oh, movie. it's okay. a
0: lot of primary colors.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it sure <Yeah>.
0: is. <laughs> I saw it in theaters when I was a kid, and I I don't remember anything except for just like a flash of Dick Tracy. But I don't think I understood what was going on at all in that movie.
5: That is another movie uh, you need to rewatch, Lauren. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'm putting the list
0: is getting long.
5: Fucking wild. Um, <laughs> Dick Dick Tracy the movie feels like a three a.m. DCM bitch show. It sure does. <laughs> Where, Where is everyone a is trying to, to one up it. the person who came yes. out on stage before them. My yes. thing
2: is my head is the size of a wall. <laughs>
4: right. <laughs> and then Dustin Hoffman, an award-winning actor, plays a man who mumbles.
2: Yes. yes. <laughs> Named Mumbles.
5: <I>
4: <laughs> he, <laughs> he
5: shot that scene the morning after he won his Oscar. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> like that's God! It's just Warren Beatty calling in all his favors, yeah. and all these uh-huh. super respected actors are putting on dumb makeup and being like, uh-huh. "Well, I can't let Al Pacino outstage me," so they're coming out and being like, humana, humana,
3: humana. <laughs> "Okay, I'm watching." Yeah,
5: that. That's the it's whole so movie. Good. It's so wild. That's hilarious. and then Madonna slithers around. I know, She's just singing Stephen Sondheim songs. That movie's it's wild. Fucking wild. Uh, also, that movie is made while Warren Beatty and Madonna are fucking. Mm. What?
4: Whoa. I didn't know they was mm-hmm. fucking.
5: They were fucking hard. Um, oh, this is why I do not know if it was hard, Griffin. we know it was hard. know it was hard. Thank you, Nicole.
2: Um, <laughs> but if that Dick Tracy is like everything, we're gonna throw everything at you. Hey, everything. Mandalorian's the opposite. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's strip as much away as yeah. we can, make it really yes. simple. Um, it, like little dialogue, very little plot. Right, like let's
5: just try and have it be very primary. Well, and this is my heady nerd corner I'd like to do for, like, 20 seconds. Oh the thing I like about this being so inspired by Lone Wolf and Cub is Star Wars is so much George Lucas taking, like, oh yeah, let me look at, like, Carousel King Arthur. Movies, right. You know, like, medieval sort of, like, myths. And let me look at mm-hmm. samurai stories. And let me look at westerns. And he's sort of combining, like, cowboys and samurais and knights into one stew. And I feel like Mandalorian is getting back to that. Like so much of the later Star Wars stuff is about Star Wars, you know, like the later films ah, are people yes. trying to make things about what Star Wars used to be. Yeah. And the prequels are George Lucas trying to explain Star Wars too much. And this mm-hmm. is like going back to the formula of like the Mandalorian's essentially a cowboy. You know, the premise of the show is essentially the samurai story of having to take care of a baby. I like that. I, I like that it gets down to the fundamentals. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Okay. Chapter three, The Sin. The Mandalorian accepts a new job from grief Karga. <laughs> Feeling guilty for abandoning Baby Yoda for, to the Empire, he turns back to attack the client's base and rescue the baby. This one was pretty intense.
5: Yeah. Him admitting like, look, I can't get over Baby Yoda. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is his save the cat moment. This is yeah. his. Right. Right. I've broken my own code, my personal code and the code of my clan, Mm -hmm. because love conquers all at the end of the day. Yeah.
4: okay. but I have questions. So wait, why do the Mandalorians? Why are they a secret underground society? Why are they always searching for metal, for more armor? How are they eating? Who is the girl? Who's this woman? Just melting down
5: metals. Who is she? Some of this is explained. I can give you really (laughs) basic speed round answers.
0: Okay. Are we gonna watch more
5: or no? Yeah, Mars. Are we gonna watch more? No plans to. Oh, uh, we. Yeah, okay. It's not expected. <laughs> so then I'll give you these answers in the hopes that maybe encourage you to keep okay. on watching because I think this series well, is good. Okay. These aren't spoilers. I'm giving There's you like only, the most yeah. basic what is, world. What is it? Stuff. Eight episodes
2: total, Griffin. Oh, no, okay. No, yeah, it's, it's eight pretty eight or nine? short. I might, yeah. I might yeah. finish it, which Ooh. is
5: shocking.
4: Yeah. If we finish it, we better talk about it.
5: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that they're they're not like a species they're like a clan they're like a creed they're all sort mm-hmm. of bonded in the same sort of principles and kind of like warriors code right and their big thing is wearing helmets and not taking them off that's like the right. one number one rule of fight club mm-hmm. for them it, it's almost like a monastery they're like warrior monks and rather than taking a vow of silence it's like you can never mm-hmm. show your face to anybody
2: and like, as the show goes on there's more people who are like come on take off the helmet and he's please like, uh-uh, come on no way. dude
5: I'm not gonna yeah. do it show me your fucking <laughs> face but but the idea is that the empire while they were still strong led like a slaughter of the mandalorians. So now they're all living underground and only one of them will go up at a time. Oh. You're seeing what little mm-hmm. remains of their previous like strong clan. Only one of them will go up at a time and they're mostly like hiding in the shadows like Mando, sort of like on the run. Mm-hmm. So like Mando might go out, go grocery shopping. It's a little like being in quarantine and then come back down, Relatable. feed everyone else. Oh. Yeah, they but they're yeah. socially okay.
2: distanced, I suppose. Yes. I never thought about that.
5: <laughs> and so they all still have their basic roles in their sort of their, their vestiges of their society. So the the lady is the one who makes the armor and the armor Mm -hmm. is sort of there like Scientology rising up the ranks going clear. The more armor you have, the better armor it gets. It's a signifier of what you've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And that metal he gets paid in is so valuable to them because it's essentially like Nazi gold. Like they stole the metal that was their natural resource and then stamped it with their symbol. They're swastikas. Oh. So they're like, how dare you work for these people? And he was like, I felt like I had to get our stuff back. We're already barely making it.
4: Okay. I truly did not understand that fight. I was like, well, he seems real
5: mad. It's a little dense.
2: It's a little dense. And I honestly didn't really get it. And I, d-
5: I yeah, I did not get it until
2: rewatching. Exactly. And I was like, oh, okay. I sort of. I think the first time you're watching too, it's such a slick show. It looks yeah. so fancy that you're just really drawn in by how it looks. Like the first time you're watching you're like wow, this is really expensive. And anytime baby mm-hmm. you're you're also just sort of like where whenever he's not on screen you're like where is baby Yoda right now? Mm-hmm. What's he thinking about? <laughs> I want to <Yeah>. I want to <laughs> check in with him like, mm-hmm. you know, he is the he's the guy.
5: Yeah. And I feel like episode 3 is the breaking point in that way because even though it's the episode that he's in the least it's the episode that most solidifies like this show is going to be about baby Yoda. Yeah. Right. Like everything changes at this point. He's going to save him. Like the die is cast. Every episode is just, they are an unbreakable unit and his priority in life is keeping baby Yoda safe.
4: Another question. How did the other Mandalorians know that this Mandalorian was in trouble to come fly in with jetpacks like the Rocketeer to save him?
2: <laughs> okay. Fair question. <laughs> great thing to throw out uh don't really know right griffin Uh, i don't think there's like uh
5: i I think it's maybe maybe like like he hasn't come home he's not texting back
2: yeah right
5: Uh, and they also know that this mandalorian is kind of like he's he's a little bit of a cowboy he like Uh runs off his own spirit he makes risky decisions so i think they're just a little concerned they sense that like sort of edge in him and the fact that he's already showing a little too much affection for Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be impersonal.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's
5: already letting Baby Yoda get to him a little bit.
0: That's that's sweet.
5: What did you guys think of Werner <laughs> Herzog? Remember that?
0: That was fun. That was a fun cameo. And he keeps coming back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. We're going to tell you guys a little trivia you probably already yes. know, but for the listener at home. Um, okay, so we kind of said the show is set five to seven years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, in season one, episode two, when the Jawa drops the item on Mando's...
4: Wait, his name is Mando? Did I not
5: catch that? That's his nickname. They, that's oh. his nickname. They, they, that's He's a,
4: a Mandalorian name they named Mando? That yeah. was yeah. the
5: first draft. It's like when people call me Whitey. <laughs> <laughs>
4: A distinctive bell clanging sound is heard. This is a straight lift from the classic Looney Tunes style of comedy (laughs) when a dropped anvil hits
0: someone's head. That's pretty funny.
3: That's silly.
0: Um, During the first episode, when the bounty is looking through the carbonite bounties, one of them is Star Wars creator George Lucas. Oh.
4: I did not clock
2: that. That's funny. I didn't he, clock
4: that guy,
3: at
0: all. He's, I didn't
4: either. According to Dave Filoni, there was one scene that required a large number of stormtroopers, but they didn't have enough costumes. He ended up drafting members of the 501, what? 500.
3: Oh,
0: 500, fir- oh, first. Five, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 501st. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never, I, well, I've never seen it written like that. Well, me neither. Uh, 500 and. <laughs> 500 not and common first. to be the 501st something. <laughs> this is the
4: podcast where people are like, Nicole Byer can't read. The words <laughs> <region laughs> you have to read are not real. <laughs>
3: let's be very clear
4: (laughs) oh my god so essentially they didn't have enough stormtrooper costumes so there's a whole fan club who specialize in making their own storm slash clone trooper cosplay costumes I wonder if those people got a rental fee probably not I hope Probably so. Not. They should have.
5: I'll say this too. The thing that's cool about those people, the the five hundred one, is What's they cool do about it. them? They do it for charity. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. That's all cool. right. All right. Because ah, I mean, was also well, skeptical. That no, no, no. It no.
0: is a surprising turn. <laughs> like yeah, they have like nice. different
5: like clubs in different cities and states and whatever. But they'll go to conventions and they all have their like really detailed homemade suits. But why is and it if people pay to take photos with them
4: first? That's really
3: fucked up why it's for people to read. Yeah,
5: it's, I mean, the idea is they're riffing on, like, Civil War reenactors. Oh. They're, like, the mm. Star Wars version of Civil War reenactors. So they're trying to make it sound like it's a militia. Honestly,
4: of I all see. the wars, I wouldn't do Civil War.
5: Uh, no.
0: Anywho. <laughs>
4: um... No.
5: It's a little fraud, that
3: one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Bryce Dallas Howard directed the episode oh, "Chapter Four: Sanctuary," yes. and her dad, Ron Howard, directed "Solo: A
5: Star Wars Story." Oh, what?
4: keeping it in the family.
5: Yeah, that's nice. That one's maybe my favorite episode. Oh, oh that's okay. your favorite, Griff? I think that one and the finale are the two best ones. Yeah, the okay. finale is probably the best episode, but that one is fun. That that one is. Yeah, you guys,
2: if you if you stick with it, there's some there's some guests that drop in, some fun guests. We might, we might. Because now the
5: format of the show is Mando takes a job and brings his kid to work with him. Right, right. Oh, boy. And the kid's
2: going to get in some hijinks
5: and maybe Amy Sedaris is in an episode. You don't know. Really? Eugene Cordero is in the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Okay, you've peaked my interest. Adam Pally's in an episode, Bill Burr, a lot of comedy people.
0: Oh, I forgot to mention, I loved that at the beginning of episode one, Of this series, when um, Horatio Sands and Brian Posehn were in there, I was like, "This is like fun." There's a lot of people. Horatio was that blue fish gill head guy. Yes, that's why I knew his voice. And Brian was in the like speedy car thing they were in to get away from. I didn't realize.
5: But this is the other thing I like about Mandalorian is I think by the nature of it being a TV show and not a movie, and how much like. Pressure they were putting on the movies. Mm-hmm. This feels like Star Wars, like loosening its tie a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yes. And not, we can right. have a little fun here. Not it doesn't having have to take everything. Itself, so seriously.
2: Like, yeah. Be like have to feed into the whole Skywalker mm-hmm. myth or whatever. Like, right. We can just well, have like. I, yeah. yeah.
0: I appreciated. It. I feel like I felt like that was like John Favreau's like taste coming through mm-hmm. with the like yeah. funny, cool people and all that stuff. It was cool.
4: Also, yeah. every time Baby Yoda got out of his little bassinet. <laughs> So I cute. like would just grab my face and be like, "Oh no, he's so cute. he shall kill you, go for death!" <laughs> I love yeah. him so much,
2: Nicole. At a certain point in the show, he gets a little ball that he plays with. I mean, <gasps> no, uh, that happens,
5: you, right? We've gotten that the ball is that from that the, yeah, yeah, yes, right. yes. yeah, that gets introduced.
2: There's more ball stuff.
5: Oh, I he, love. He gets balls. a little
2: a little soup bowl. He gets a <laughs> yes. soup bowl. He
4: yes, drinks he drinks. Soup?
2: He drinks a little sort of. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: Like I've the seen that meme theme. where
0: yeah. it's
5: like the tea kind it of. It looks yeah. like a teacup. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, that's really cute. Can I tell uh, you folks a really sweet story? Yeah. So they they did it all like practically with a puppet, save for the stuff where he has to move like more and you know digitally removing the puppeteer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But their thought was, oh, the puppet is just so the actors have something to work with and then we'll replace it with CGI. They weren't planning on keeping the puppet on camera. And Werner Herzog did a scene with the puppet and he went to Jon Favreau and he was like, You must keep this puppet. (gasps) It would be a crime against humanity.
2: You are cowards if you do this. You must have the puppet. I think he called them cowards. Oh, my
0: God. He's amazing. He was like, this puppet is heartbreaking. It has a tragic humanity
5: to it. (sighs) Yes. You dare not erase it.
0: It's very accurate.
5: Yeah, he nailed it.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, The Mandalorian currently holds a 93% critic and audience score on Rotten Tomatoes Being praised for its action scenes, production value, and world building. Um, Nicole, what's your score? What do you give it? I think, okay, I really hated the first episode, except for the last two minutes
4: of it. Um, But I'm gonna give it, like, in the Star Wars
0: universe, an eight. That's good. Eight out of 10. Yes. 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 How about
2: you guys? I mean,
0: how do you rate it compared to your other
2: stuff that you've seen? Eight, eight is right where I'm at, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? Would, would you? Yeah. Are you
5: there, Griffin? Yeah. Eight is like I'm an eight, I'm an eight bordering a, on an 8.5. Eight five. Eight you five, know? Yeah, sure, sure. I feel like As, I as someone who likes most of Star Wars, like, I even still think this is higher tier Star Wars. I agree.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I feel like whether I care or not about it, I give it an A. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, this is as well done as it gets. Like, this yeah. is
5: cool and looks great. And-, and also, just on principle, I'm like this is what I want to see people doing with Star Wars I want them to be telling little character stories mm-hmm. yeah I want to just to have that sort of sense of mystery and travel and all that sort of stuff I also just kind of like it's kind of what I want at of TV shows in general like I like that the episodes are a little bit self-contained mm-hmm. yeah I like that each episode is kind of its own movie
3: yeah. and
5: like by nature of that the first episode's kind of a bummer because it has to do all the table setting but after that, each episode sort of becomes a little self-contained and it's just like, here's another trip.
0: Yeah. Here's yeah.
5: another weekend yeah. for old Mando and his baby. And here's another fun person. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much. Well, is there anything you would like to plug besides obviously your your podcast Blank Check, which is hilarious and great and hmm. very popular. We try.
2: We try. Thank you.
0: So I feel like people know, but is there anything else you'd like to plug at this time?
5: Griffin, you're doing a million things. I mean, you can read my writing on The Atlantic always. Uh, I'm doing too much stuff online because I live alone and I'm going crazy. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Griff Lightning on both and I'll post about all the stuff I'm doing, but I'm doing a lot of live streams and stuff. Um, yeah, and the R-less
0: tick. Live stream
5: and the, the R-less tick. live stream, the Arless live stream every Sunday. The tick is very canceled, but I still plug it because I'm very proud of it. <laughs> it's good, yeah. And it's right there for you to watch, yeah. And I'll say, Nicole, Nicole's going to be on Blank Check pretty soon. We Hell have an yes, episode yes. on the books. Oh, good. And Lauren, I will be pestering you about uh, coming on the I'm show as well.
0: Chilling in my house. So cool. let's do. <laughs> it. Um, Nicole,
4: anything you want to plug? Yes, I have a book coming out June second. Uh, The links in my bio on Twitter and Instagram at Nicole Byer. You can pre-order it. Uh, Please use indie bookstore links because that helps uh, me
3: (laughs) more than like
4: uh, another big company that you could get something from. I won't say which one you can guess, Uh, but it's called hashtag very fat, hashtag very brave. The fat girl's guide to being brave and not a melancholy down in a dump sweeping fat girl in a bikini. And it's a coffee table self-help book.
0: I was just seeing something online about ordering books online and how, and during this time especially, people should order from a specific bookstore that you know in your. It's not like a big yeah. chain. Like a local indie bookstore is the best place, especially directly yes. from them, and not a website that gets books from indie bookstores because then Correct. they get a cut. If you go to directly to the store, that they, they get all the money, and, and I think you it's you benefit as well.
4: Bookpal, I believe, is a website. Hold on, let me look at that. Bookpal, I think, is where. You tell you, you tell it where you are and it like sources around and then tells you a local bookstore that's near you to oh, order great. from. I believe that's what it's called. I'm sure if I'm wrong, some
0: nice, <laughs> aggressive person on Twitter will let me know. Uh, <laughs> yes, there's so look for that. And uh, I would like to plug my movie The Wrong Missy on Netflix. Um I would like to um, sort of brag a little bit that it's the number one movie on Netflix right now in uh, most countries and it's really exciting. So I didn't expect for that many people to watch it. So I'm very excited for everyone to watch it and um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it makes you laugh. And um, yeah, so that's all I want to plug right now. And let's move into our five Star Wars segment Yes, here. We have a nice review from Chris BT 74. It's called Killing Time. Space is vast and cold. Wow. This is going to be really deep. (laughs) On a
3: long trip
0: (laughs) to the outer rim, Poe and Finn kicked back in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon with not much to do. I'm bored, Finn proclaimed. We did ask for fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Pulling Mm. out his iPhone, Poe said, Me too, bud. Let's try a podcast. (laughs) He scrolled through and came across one called Newcomers. Hey, this one is about Star Wars, a fan fiction episode. Sounds cool, right? Finn said, All right, all right, okay, let's check it out. they both loved it, laughing, and Poe said, this is making me horny. <laughs> oh, yeah, Finn agreed. <laughs> wow, where did your pants go, dude? What can I say, Poe shrugged. Are you going to take off, are you going to take control of his joystick or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Finn took it on. Poe leaned back, relaxing. Not a bad way to kill some time. He said, smiling, five stars. I liked that wow. one. Wow. I loved that review. It was like filthy, but like class filth. Can, can I say? That was really It,
5: it nice. was sweetly filthy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? If anything threatened to uh, kill blank check at any stage, it was I think our seventh episode ever when we were still doing Phantom Menace. Yep. I forced and David we were to do out of ideas, to be clear. We were out we, of we ideas. Had, we had run we had out of things to talk about that. And by the way, our original pitch was, we will only talk about Phantom Menace indefinitely. (laughs) We'll do it. We could go on for years. And our producer was like 10 episodes. And by episode seven, I was already like, it's the fan fiction episode. And I made David listen to the dirtiest fan fiction Mm -hmm. I could find. And I found a story about Obi-Wan sucking off Qui-Gon Jinn. At a galactic glory hole.
4: Oh no. That sounds good. I like it.
5: It's yeah. good. It, it's very, it's well it's very convoluted. It's
2: kind of like a high society thing. Like they have <laughs> to do the glory hole because like that's the procedure on that. It's planet. the customs
5: of the people. <laughs> right, right. They don't want to be disrespectful. So they, they
2: just kind of like, oh no, I guess we're gonna have to do this. Like it's it's <laughs> That's but, hilarious. But,
5: yeah. And neither one knows the other one is participating on the yeah, other side then, of the wall. Then
2: they they start figuring it
5: out, Griffin. But but the <laughs> beauty is. Because a lot of fan fiction like that, you know, it slides you in very like subtly and carefully. It starts out kind of banal before things start to steam Mm -hmm. up. The opening line of this story was uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn stuck his penis through the hole.
3: (laughs) That sounds like something we would write, honestly. It was
5: very
0: bold and uh, disgusting and disturbing. And it was very fun. But and also way too easy for both of us, I think, to write fanfiction. Oh, absolutely! It, just it was a joy. Out. Have you guys ever tried? <laughs> I I have not. Uh, Me
2: neither. Yeah,
0: I, I think you'd be you really should. good at it.
3: Yeah, you should. You should yeah, do Kirk fanfiction
0: looks. for whatever um, like thing you're talking about. It'd be a fun little yeah. every episode. Yeah. Well, like you <laughs> know, like to do like if you did Nora Ephron and then do a Nora
5: Ephron fiction <laughs> of Tom Hanks and that and, would be perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah, what if Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan ended up together? We can write that <laughs> speculative fan fiction. A scenario that has never played out.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thanks so much, you guys. That was so fun. Yes, Such thank you. Play. Thanks for treat. doing it.
5: Oh, the treat was ours.
2: It was so great to be here. It was a delight to be invited on. It was great.
5: <laughs> and, I, and I will say, a joy to rewatch these episodes. If yeah. that's any encouragement for the two of yeah. you to finish, because yeah. I remember struggling through the first couple a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was a surprise. I think we might keep going. We'll see. Yeah. We'll in my see. mind, I was like, I love this whole series because it ends so goddamn it, The ending is pretty
2: good.
0: We both live with people who might be more inclined to want to keep watching. Yes. So I feel
2: like that's sure. part of it. So sure, maybe we sure. will.
0: Yes. We have plans for the next season. It won't be Star Wars. No. We're talking, We're in talks talking about what it might be. going to be another
4: insufferable Ooh. franchise.
0: So, <laughs> we're um, looking forward to the future, of course. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Have, do you guys follow Amanda Bynes on, on Instagram? It's an interesting oh, time. Oh, it makes no. me sad. She's now pregnant and has a face tattoo yeah. and I, I her boyfriend
4: I think brought a
3: little it shady. up before.
2: <laughs> she has a face tattoo. Oh my she has a face
0: yeah. tattoo. Yeah, she got a heart tattoo here yeah. and, Okay. and okay. yeah, okay. Well, I, I I think I have brought her up before. I'm sorry.
4: I don't know <laughs> if you have but like she keeps trying to be like, I'm okay and I'm going to come back. And then she's like, now I'm pregnant and I have face tattoos.
5: I know. Wasn't she like thirsting after some celebrity on Maine and then in the middle of the thirst mentioned that she was pregnant?
0: Oh, I didn't oh. see that. I she didn't used see to that tweet
5: about Obama thirstily all the time. I'm That's not hilarious. Making that up.
4: And she Drake. was always trying to
5: get some on, on Maine. She yes. told Drake, Drake I know.
4: that Drake could murder her pussy. And then she did an <laughs> interview. Where the interviewer said, "What did you mean by that?" And she was like, "Oh, that he could murder my pussy." It was- <laughs> she, it was-
5: how to so find nice. the words? Her commitment to the bit is is really impressive. This is
0: unrelated to anything, but how do you feel about Drake having purses for his future wife? I think oh, that's so weird. Sick. I don't
4: like it. Don't like. I it. would be so upset if I was fine. I was like, "Oh my god, Drake loves me. We like wooed each other. Oh my god, what's in this big ass closet? <gasps> A thousand purses? Ew. Yeah. And you know what get to else? Pick is any of them in. <laughs> so, do you think maybe they're not for his future wife, and Drake just likes to prance around with purses at night? And Wait, I'm not that's saying that's true. bad.
0: I love that. No, that would actually be way more interesting. I right? think. But if you was I- just like, I wish men had nice purses, it would make sense. It feels like. Cause I thought that collection looked like an investment. Like yes. buying these like expensive mm. bags. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone was like, These always sell for like thousands more in the future or yeah, whatever. And, I and think it makes most sense. Most
4: of but... them are Hermes bags. Yeah, and yeah they're Hermes really expensive. And Chanel bags are the only purses that uh increase in value. Oh. Yeah. That's a good tip.
2: Yeah. The only thing I know is that his he has a duplex closet, right? Like his closet has stairs. Jeez it's like a Louise. two floor.
4: Oh, closet. Oh, yeah. what the fuck! I, I don't have enough so clothes. So upset. Oh, I do,
5: <laughs> but like
4: I wouldn't want to be like, where's this sequined ugly thing I bought Ugh, upstairs? Yeah, too much work.
5: Can I throw out my theory? Yeah, please. I think he respects the artistry of purses. Like he's a fashion guy you know mm-hmm. That's a and I lot think of as purses. a guy who understands style and you know collects sneakers and, mm-hmm. and different clothing items is like man purses I'm, I'm recognizing like the quality here I want to buy them or, I can't justify <laughs> to the public why I own this many purses I have to say they're for my future wife
4: or he wants to dress up his future wife and control the way she looks That's because of, of the patriarchy mm-hmm. that That's is what, what, I'm what I'm afraid is of.
5: unromantic about it if mm-hmm. I started dating someone and then they were like hey here's my closet of t-shirts I bought for my future (laughs) husband I'd be like you're not waiting to meet your future husband and find out what they like yeah it's super weird Mm. Mm -hmm. but a woman would never do that because the Patriot
0: (laughs) (laughs) although if someone had a closet full of t-shirts they wanted to give me I'd be happy that would be a great one I think I'd I'd be more excited about that than purses
2: yes I think I would take shoes I love shoes but what well, if which they had like all the wrong size? I don't know. It yeah, seems right. so complicated. Yeah.
4: Well, I wear I I wear an eleven. I got big old dogs. I wear so a ten. We're right there. You do?
0: Yeah, yeah. How often do you get propositions for feet pics? It happens a lot to me.
4: Not often enough. <laughs>
0: once okay one time
4: in my like Instagram comments it was like on a pole dancing video or something and some man was like
0: how about you do one of just them toes and I was so excited well here's my question about it With and I wonder what you guys think about foot fetishes but mm-hmm. it's kind of it's uncomfortable to have someone um just ask to see your feet but at the same time I don't I don't see feet as sexual so I sort of want to give into it and just
3: go <laughs>
2: yeah, like, sure it's like, <laughs> like it's no skin off my nose fine here yeah, they are here, here
5: Yeah, have I can get a lot of it. money
0: that way <laughs>
5: uh, I found out recently in my weekly self-googling that, that I am on WikiFeet Men. You are. Oh, good. You are on WikiFeet. Not from any of my work because I was like, I don't think I've ever taken my shoes off on camera. Mm. Uh, it is in fact a tweet I posted like eight years ago. They will
0: find anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Wait, Lauren, are
0: you on WikiFeet? Mm-hmm. I, I have a five-star
5: rating. <gasps>
4: Oh, please.
2: So
3: wow. wow. When
4: I when I finally found out I was on WikiFeet, <laughs> my rating was bad feet. So, no really. way. So What's your I, rating? Well, now, now I don't know, but I tweeted, I was like, I have bad okay. feet. Can people upvote my
0: feet? They need to. <laughs> Yeah, Everyone needs to go give us five stars on our feet. Don't worry about reviewing the podcast.
5: <laughs> it is one of those things, too, where it's like, I agree with you, where I'm like, take as many pictures of my feet as you want. Do whatever you want with them. I don't care. It doesn't feel like personal or, you know, vulnerable to me. But also, I just can't, like, with no judgment, you can't there are get there. few parts of the right. human body yeah. I find less erotic than the foot. I agree. Same.
2: I- it seems like if you're gonna have a very very specific thing that you need to deal with, I guess there are, it's an easier like feet. Yeah. It's okay, you can get pictures of feet. I guess it just yeah. doesn't strike me as I don't know. It, it, it's weird how it becomes such an outsized thing for feet people. Yes, right. Yeah. Without, again, without judgment, it's just no. <laughs>
0: I have a friend who sent um, some used Keds to a guy for, used uh, Keds. A, few hundred, for a few hundred bucks. Those, and those shoes only cost wow. like 20 bucks. So it was like, yeah, wow. oh great. I often
4: think about doing things like that because now I have a ton of time. Me too. So I'm like, I mean, if you like brown feet that aren't that cute, I'll send you pictures of my feet. I'll send you I, I'll send I think there's a, think there's a market shoes?
0: for your exact feet. I think a lot of people think
2: they're very attractive. I'm sure of it.
4: <laughs> thank you. Four stars on Wiki Feet. Just looked <laughs> Four it stars up. Is
0: great. Wow, thank that's you. A, that's a great rating.
5: It's better than Griffin Newman. No offense. I'm, I'm 3.5. <laughs> three point five. I'm not 5? ranking pretty well. <laughs> I gotta try to bump it up. That's, I, I go need go to maybe post some more. I need to submit photos directly to them. Well, this is the <laughs> thing.
0: I, I, I've done it as a test a couple times. If you post a picture of your feet in your Instagram story, they'll be up there really soon. Anybody. I believe this. This They will wow. get up there. Someone wow. will put them up. Wow. Yeah. If you post
4: a picture of your feet in your stories, they'll be up there. That's do really it. funny. Let's I love do it.
3: it. <laughs> I love that you've done that. That was a HeadGum Podcast.